Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussion. And even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle, the Marketing Anu, or join us on LinkedIn. Um, you know, with the, and and just follow us on, on the group of ask to join the LinkedIn group, which is um P, the PPC Chat um Roundup podcast. Um, and if you're on Instagram, check us out on Instagram as well. Um, on the handle at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from the previous episodes. Um, so today we're led by. Julie Bicini, um, where we discuss um, feed-based PPC advertising, and she's joined by guest host Andrew Locke. Um, and yeah, in this in six days, the UK is going to be officially going back, going to be coming out of um, yeah most of our lockdown rules. There's going to be um, yeah we're going to be able to travel to amber and green labeled countries there are some red countries um and yeah well so i feel like yeah retail companies right now should be looking on their plans on making sure that we can find all their products you know whether it's in the uk or internationally or even yeah, of course in the us as well um and so yeah lots of great tips are given about how to structure feeds how to work with feeds um whether it's uh, it's for shopping ads or otherwise there have been there's some other types of um of ads that you can use for feed so yeah i hope um, you're ready um, and listening for um, new new ways and new strategies to implement for your clients so yeah let's get right into it julie welcomes us saying hello and thank you all for joining today we have andrew log joining us as our guest host today to talk feed-based ppc advertising but first how are you today um and yeah i joined in quick and fast i was i was i was really eagerly waiting for this chat to start so it's been a great week um just been having some nice conversations with people and um getting work done nava joins us as well nava hopkins saying this is the year of feeds um and Andrew joins us as well, saying so just finished setting up our new office uh, last week. So uh, yeah, so Andrew, um, I think he's like he's got an agency called like Savvy Revenue. So um, yeah, they've got yeah he's founded uh, Savvy Savvy Revenue. They scale paid search for e-commerce stores across Europe. So yeah, definitely one to be doing that will know about feed-based advertising. Definitely, Cami Karras joins us as well, saying hi, all doing well here now that the heat wave has broke. We'll probably be in and out of the PPC chat today. Um, Julie, Jenny Williamson joins us saying, yeah, hello, I'm doing well and happy to be here. Amali Fallow joins us too well as well. This morning, I'm better than all of the mornings last week. So I'll take that as a win, she says. Cole Sulzwich um, replies, say, yeah, doing well today. California fire smoke cleared out of the S SLC region a bit. So happy about that. Oh, didn't realize there were fires out there. I have heard about some of the fires they've had in the past. So happy for them that that has cleared up. Snaptech Marketing joins us as well, saying good morning, feeling incredibly productive today. Um, Nate Knox joins as well, saying, hey, crew, I usually follow the chat each week, but don't engage every time. I'm heading to Mountain for backpacking, so hopefully we'll find new life there to bring back to work and PPC. 
Um, so yeah, Julie takes us on straight into question one. Um, um, yeah, pretty much just um, tagging in Andrew and uh, with all in all the questions, and um, and she asks to help steer the conversation. What do you think of when the term feed based advertising is used? And honestly, for me, the first thing I think of is shopping ads, whether it's Google or Microsoft. Um, so yeah, that's 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 usually what I, th- I think of. Um, how about you guys? Amit Cabra um, replies, um, um, actually, no, Julie's straight on reply saying that this is not my area of expertise, so my answers will be light today. But when I hear feed-based advertising, I think shopping ads, yes, Google and Microsoft, but also shopping type ads on other platforms. Nava replies, anything feed-based, this means e-commerce, auto, travel and real estate to a certain extent. And yeah, I give an answer or a reply later on that actually does support um, the real estate uh, part of things. Uh, She continues, it also means the happy collaboration between tech, SEO and PPC, hopefully. Uh, She continues, I'd argue you're only using feeds in DSA if you're in the above verticals. Um, Shout out to MS Microsoft Advertising for real enhancing feed-based functionality. Google Ads still dominates. However, the options in the auto space are super exciting. Anders uh, Horth replies saying, hey, Nava, how did you manage to get your SEO into the feed? (laughs) And he gives like a a tongue out, a cheeky tongue out um, emoji there. Um, Nava replies, it's like the meow game replacing now with meow and dropping as many as you can before getting called out seo should be coming up in ppc chat conversation it's the only way we'll build collaborative strategies and i absolutely support that as well and as replies back in the 90s we actually used product feed for seo could have sent it right into google shopping had it existed back then and then we have Anders's answer to question one, it as well saying feed-based advertising, it is liquid marketing. Your products, content, prices, features, messages are all represent, all represent variables. You feed those variables into the various marketing platforms you are using and outcomes the perfect marketing cocktail. That's a very nice way to put that. Cole Soldsridge replies saying shopping is what I do 70% of the time. So that is top of mind for me. Curious to see other definitions or users. Andrew Locke himself replies saying shopping ads is obvious, but our main point for feed-based ads is text ads, aka search ads in PPC. So Google text ads, Bing text ads, but Facebook, IG, Pinterest, dynamic product ads can also be considered. Um, Amalia said you use a feed feed for text ads. Ooh, and I was actually said to be fair myself, I am disappointed I didn't think of this. I have worked um using SA360, um, you know, and they do have the functionality to manage text ads using a feed. They call that their inventory management uh, functionality. And when I was working at Zoopla, a um a, a properties um yeah, so a real estate um company where you can search for property to rent or property to buy um, yeah, they were able to actually create a feed out of all the locations where they had properties available. And so a, um, location, location was, a it was like a product. And if a property was available in that location, that was its quantity, that was the quantity of whether one or two or three. Um, and then different variables was whether it was two bed or three bed or, you know, a maisonette or, you know, or a terrace house and that kind of thing. It was really nice to use, um, 
you know, fee-based advertising in that way, because then we were able to have, you know, ad groups paused or set live based on the location, based on whether there was properties available, meaning we were never driving traffic to a landing page where there was no properties available for that um, location. So yeah, really improved our conversion rates. Um, CPA went down a lot, but volumes maintained very well and increased a little bit. So yeah, Andrew agrees with me here saying they do, It's but it's ideal to match the text ad generator with a feed optimization tool. That way you can work much faster. Amalia replies, learning new things over here. Yeah, I'm really glad I was able to teach Amalia something, which is, was, is really humbling for me because I think she's amazing at what she does. Um, Amalia herself also um, gives an answer to question one saying anything with a feed, shopping, dynamic remarketing, some things on Pinterest or Facebook as well, anything with a feed. And then we have um, Dwayne Brown replying to a question one saying any ad platform that uses a feed or catalog, one, Google Shopping Ads and DSA and Microsoft, two, Facebook, Snap, TikTok, all use feeds, even if they call them catalogs, three, Amazon, eBay and other marketplace, even some and four, even some affiliate um, platforms use feeds. And then Jenny Williamson replies to question one as well, saying, based on my, on my experience, I think of e-com product or inventory feeds for shopping ads. Looking forward, I'm imagining asset level feeds, keyword feeds, question mark, feeds for services rather than products that are able to dynamically update based on their source, website, etc. Um, I actually think that there are some tools that allow you to create feeds just um, that scrapes the site and create a feeds of Chris scraping the sites. I think that's what like the likes of um, Feedonomics um, do, I think. Um, but don't quote me on that. I am totally guessing that one. Julia <laughs> Vice replies to um, question one saying, I tend to think of straight up programmatic display retargeting and to a certain degree shopping campaigns. Snapdeck Marketing replies saying anything that uses a feed to generate ads. Um, Sean Ellie replies mainly shopping ads. Dynamic remarketing can use that same feed and with some DSA campaigns, I use a type of feed. Nick Knox replies to question one saying it's been said with examples, but a feed, anything you pay for online with fluid changing aspects like inventory, prices, deals, packages, I'd say quantity as well. Yep, that is a feed. Um, Andrew also, um, actually John Kagan then goes on to reply question one saying product feeds, dynamic URLs and a lot of Excel. Um, yeah, so... Excel does play into how feeds um, get managed, definitely. Julie then um, goes on to give us question two, saying, are you currently running any feed-based advertising? If so, what kinds on which and on which platforms? And then we have an answer from Kami Karras um, to question one, where she goes dynamic ads, shopping ads. Um, and then going on from that, we have... Um, yeah, Andrew Locke replying to question two, going 80% of our search efforts are run via a feed-based feed tool. Campaigns that don't benefit from it can be run the old way, but often we get so much benefit from running all the ads from a single location that we just run everything from the feed-based tool. Nick Knox replies to question two as well, saying shopping ads on Google, Microsoft, or Facebook, mainly because of the clients I work on now. Wish I could expand to a mix of feed-based activities so I'm curious what others work on too. Um, Larry Chase replies to question one saying feed-based advertising to me can be so many things. I have done work in travel plus e-com so it can be populating data for travel sites or e-com selling sites. 
And then we have John Kagan replying to question two saying right now, just dropping what I literally asked this morning, how I could do that, do it for dynamic geo targeted URLs. Yeah, I think I saw that question. Snaptech marketing replies to question two saying, yes, shopping ads is the most obvious one. Shout out to Feedonomics, followed by the use of catalogs on Facebook. We've also got some dynamic feeds that aren't shopping on Google and most recently Pinterest. And he said, and they say that with an exclamation mark, exclamation exclamation mark even. Sean Ellie replies to question two saying, oops, answer the second question first. Mostly shopping, dynamic remarketing and DSA on Bing and Google have used for Facebook in the past, but most of my focus now is Google or Microsoft. Um, we then have Dwayne replying, Dwayne Brown replying to question two saying, see my last tweet. The only one we don't work on is affiliate marketing as it's out of scope. Even though two team members spend most of their careers running affiliates at huge brands, they, they came to the dark side on running and running paid ads. So um, yeah, just to recap that, that the ones that Dwayne and his team do are Google Shopping ads and DSA, Facebook, Snap, TikTok, um, Amazon, eBay, and other marketplaces, And but they don't do affiliate platforms. Cole Soldridge replies to question two, saying Google Shopping, some smart shopping testing, and Microsoft Shopping, my mains. And his replies with the end of cookies, walled gardens, all the big players trying to build up complete end-to-end user journeys e-commerce is on a path to native integrations we build feeds in a pim and feed it into amazon google and google and bing shopping facebook shopping um coming up again we build feeds in a pim and feed it into amazon google and bing shopping facebook shopping coming up um so julie goes is pim product inventory management um i will add it to the ppc acronym page and yeah anders was like um andrew replied to anders saying that's uh, yeah anders is one big acronym library he needs to give us some of his favorites uh, we've got Nava replying to question two saying, no active clients on feeds, but get to consult with folks who do. The auto space is particularly interesting. One thing worth mentioning on feeds, a lot of the work is upfront heavy lifting. Set your feed up right and then reap rewards. Um, Jenny Williamson's replies to question two saying, yeah, for shopping ads currently, I have used feeds for travel-based ads in the past, as well as for dynamic remarketing and DSAs, and have also used supplemental feeds for testing or adding information not in the primary feed on shopping. L Chase replies to question two saying shopping ads in Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Sears, Walmart, Criteo, Facebook, eBay, so many travel sites. I am sure I'm forgetting some. Amali replies to question two saying, yes, we use shopping feeds, Facebook and Instagram catalogs and have some feeds on Pinterest as well. We also have some other feeds on Google ads. Um, we have then um, Nava replying to Andrew where um, Andrew had said, oh yeah, especially learning to set it up can take forever, but we've helped in-house teams set up entire accounts in a day or so, which they could in return deploy in a few hours to new countries would have taken them weeks <laughs> otherwise. Um, Nava replies, this is exactly why brands need trusted vendors. Um, we also have um, El Chase Larry replying to Nava where Nava had said no active clients on feeds, but get to consult with folks who do. The auto space is particularly interesting. One thing worth mentioning on feeds, a lot of the work is upfront heavy lifting. Set your feeds up right and then reap rewards. 
Julie replies to that, agreed 100% on getting your feeds data ready. I know Dwayne Brown has tweeted a lot about this topic and, as topic and aspects of shopping advertising. Larry replies, getting your feed set up correctly pays off more than any other work you will do. And it is in the least, it is the least glamorous. If the feed is not set up right, the revenue will suffer. And Dwayne replies, one thing we tell clients and prospects they seem shocked as their last agency didn't mention it. Few want to work on shopping feeds, but it is worth it. Some clients don't value it, but you can automate tons of work as well. And uh, Nava replies to that a thousand percent. I feel like clients who don't green light feed work auto dis oh, sorry. I feel like clients who don't green light feed work auto disqualify themselves as a viable client, but then I'm judgy. <laughs> um, then Nate was like, um, be judgy, not being willing to pay for strong work and result isn't worth, um, worth it. And Dwayne replies, judgy is fine with me. One potential client has a custom site and built an XML URL feed. So we may not use feedonomics then, but that is the rare exception for us. And then we have Julie taking us on to question three, saying, do you use a third party tool to manage your feeds? If so, which one and why? Andrew replies, we use Feedonomics and that's a handle as well. So just go to, um, um, yeah. Feedonomics handle and check them out as our feed optimization tool. And then we use Channable for generating the feed based campaigns in Google or slash Bing. Um, I think then he continues this, this right. Um, yeah, saying that Feedonomics is miles ahead of everybody when it comes to how fast you can initiate optimizations is just so quick to write the rules. Um, and then Brett replies, does Feedonomics have a feed-based text ads feature? Andrew replies, they do, but it's clunky in my opinion. I haven't tried it for about a year, but the last time I tried it when it wasn't as seamless, um, but the last time I tried it, then it wasn't as seamless as channable.com. So check out channable.com. You need to be able to see campaign previews, have site links, etc., and a direct API to upload them. Dwayne replies, what made you go with Channable over other tech options? Um, and Andrew replies, you can optimize the feed for text ads and see the impact right then and there. It was the most complete in terms of features. Didn't force us to use search results as landing pages. Had a workaround way to add synonyms, i.e. sneakers, shoes, trainers, etc. That's some good features. Andrew continues, I might have tried 10 different tools over the last three years. So he knows what he's talking about. And Dwayne replies, that's a lot of tools. They have reached out the years, uh, out over the years, but maybe, um, but maybe time to relook at them for campaign build out as we have scaled up and willing to relook at them as an option. Um, yeah, and Andrew replies, happy to show you any others and a couple of our setups once a day. And um, Dwayne replies, I'd love that and might be time to try some now that they are eight people. So building up their team over there at Take Some Risk. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question three, saying if the client is big enough, we use Feedonomics, but some rising costs have made the, this tougher for smaller clients. Also tried out Data Feed Watch for smaller clients on a tighter budget. Both have their advantages or disadvantages. Dwayne Brown replies to question three, saying when you want to work at scale on 50K and 250K SKUs, automation is your friend and y'all know I use Feedonomics. Short of brand having sub 50 SKUs, we wouldn't take on any brand 
who wouldn't work with us on using feedonomics. That's a way to also filter out some <laughs> some clients, um, as we talked about um, last week. LJ's replies to question um, three, saying some of my clients use feedonomics and some use internal development resources to connect the data to accounts. Just it depends on their preference. I will work with whatever they have in place. Anders replies to question three, saying there are tools at various stages working with Salsify as a PIM behind Amazon. Amazon used a great plugin for Shopify called Sim Simprocess to extract feeds for Google Shopping and Bing Shopping. I do believe that came from PPC Kirk. I think there are many more out there. Jenny replies to question three saying, I have worked in-house plus with clients who have used a couple of different tools, most recently Fidonomics. The biggest reason was optimization, makes it so much easier and quicker to create roles and manage larger feeds. Um, Nava Hopkins replies to question three as well, saying in my, in many ways, I've been lucky that XML dumps have seen me through. Thank you, Shopify, Woo, WooCommerce and BigCommerce. So those are three um, handles that you can go to. So Shopify, WooCommerce, as in W-O-O commerce and BigCommerce. Um, for smaller and newer folks, I actually recommend doing feeds through Google Sheets. Interesting. Get used to the fields and structure. Um, and then, yeah, Julie replies, yeah, I'm saying semi shameless plug. If you're thinking about trying feedonomics, use the link on the support PPC chat page. So go to officialppcchat.com forward slash support dash PPC dash. Um, what is it? I think, yeah, chat support. No, PPC chat, even. <laughs> Sorry, officialppcchat.com forward slash support for um, um, dash PPC dash chat so check out those um links to um get to get somewhere really good um yeah yeah discounts to sign up and affiliate links to some of these um tools including feedonomics analysis answer the public call rail um optimizer opteo um unbounce etc Cole Saltridge replies to question three saying, I like Simprosis feed for Google Shopping. So that's S-I-M-P-R-O-S-Y-S. Um, great affordable tool that saves time. Seeing the power of feedonomics in action, but don't have scale that needs it yet. So yeah, some accounts, it's all about the size of it as well. Um, and then Amalia replies to question three saying, I'd like, I'd also like to thank Google Sheets. Sometimes clients have two SKUs. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you don't do your shopping if you only have two SKUs, I would say. SnapTech replies, we're huge fans of Feedonomics over here at SnapTech. They make feed management easy so we can focus on strategy and campaign optimizations. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, Feedonomics is definitely the star um, on that on that question as well. Um, and so for me, I was just like, the ones I've used have only really been Google and Microsoft-based, so like the Google Shopping and within SA360 as well, like the inventory management that I was talking about earlier on. Um, we then, um, yeah, L Chase then mentions here, so feedonomics may not be for everyone because of the cost, but they have a lot of automation options, which is huge when you run campaigns across platforms. We can even set up rules for bidding in Amazon. And when you have other hundred thousand SKUs on Amazon with ads, that is a huge plus. And that's his answer. Continue his answer to question three. Nick Knox replies to question three saying, is it just me or do you not trust someone who says we don't need a third party? I can do it myself. Uh, well, it depends on how many SKUs you have. If you're only like doing having like two, three SKUs, I can understand it might, they might actually be able to do it themselves. That might be um, the honest truth. Um, Julie then goes on to giving us question four saying, what is important to look for in a tool to run feed based text ads? 
for search. Andrew replies there saying, for us, it ended up being two things. One, the ability to optimize the feed live to see impact on campaigns. Two, the ability to override anything we want. You don't want to be forced into a single tool's way of doing Google ads. We want to be able to do it our way. That's a nice change of pace considering Google is more like do it our way or the highway. And Cole, <laughs> love Cole's answer here because I think this is most of us, me definitely saying quietly reading answers on this one. Yeah, what are the two, well, not two things, what's it, what's it important to look for in a feed-based text ads for search? And then we have Jenny replying to question four saying scale, flexibility, turnaround time. Interested to hear what others have to share. My experience with feed-based text ads is fairly limited. And Nate as well replies to question four saying hoping for other answers, but mine is I'm too dumb. Oh, dude, Nate, don't, don't, don't put yourself down like that. He continues, they can do it and do it faster. Um, Julia Vice replies saying agility in the public sector and even in the promo sector, we need to be able to adjust messaging quickly and effectively. If the feed tool or setup takes too much fiddling to adjust, it's not a good fit. Um, and then we have El Chase replying to question four as well, saying, does the tool integrate with your website? Two, can we make optimization in the tool for specific sites? Three, what is the suite of optimizations available within the tool for bidding optimizing? Four, level of support available, five integrations with all platforms. Um, Snaptech Marketing then replies to question forcing for us, scalability and customer support is just as important as the ability of the product to do what we need from a feed management perspective. Amale then responds to question forcing beyond the obvious ability to do what we need it to do from a feed management perspective, customer support and price. We manage low volume accounts over here can't be pain an arm and a leg. Um, Amali then continues her answer to question four saying also can it expand to other channels other than the one I'm on? Um, the, the ability for my client to grow over time without new tools equals to awesome. And this replies to question four saying what we what um, you need in a feed tool, reliability, overview, individual optimization rules per channel. And then we have Julie taking us on to um, question five, um, saying that what are the best or worst use cases for feed-based text ads? And Andrew is um, is 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 uh, tagged on this question as well, and he replies um, saying worst case is very narrow websites. Think purple or Casper. Um, best cases are large skew e-commerce stores, dynamic variables, multiple countries, Europe. Basically, any time you can save yourself from doing a lot of repetitive work, and that comes with bigger accounts and loads of different variables to work with. Dwayne Brown replies to question forcing something that everyone can use and has a good customer service. Um, and then Julia Vaj replies to question five saying, I think the best case in our recent experience, really pushing an important message about doing your part and changing behaviors, tamping down misinfo and pointing to legit messaging. And then we have Nava Hopkins replying to question five saying feeds do a great job of helping brands with a lot of products or services that would otherwise not be tenable to target or budget for. That said, you can't do feed-based ads until your landing page pages are on point, in my opinion. And then we have Julie replying to Julie giving us uh, question six saying, are there any must do or do not or, um, items on your list when setting up or running feed-based text ads. Again, are there any must-do or do-not 
um, items on your list when setting up or running feed-based text ads. Um, but to reply to question five, we've got Nate's going, the worst thing I've experienced personally is a feed that isn't being updated in real time, driving huge waste in spend and customer frustration. Exactly. If the feed is not being updated properly, which is why it was an amazing note from Nava earlier on that we just got to make sure that the feed is doing what it's supposed to do. Um, that's usually the biggest of the issues. Um, and yeah, so if, as long as it's updating properly, then we're not sending clients to or sending potential, potential customers to a landing page where your the product is out of stock. And then we have Andrew replying to question six saying the foundation to creating feed-based text ads is the feed. Must get it wrong. Sorry, most to get it wrong by thinking you can use a standard Google shopping feed. You can't. It doesn't have what you need. Stop doing workarounds and get a feed that is designed specifically for text based ads. Um, Jenny Williamson's um, gives a second answer to question two, question five even, saying pretty much anything that's dynamic that you're okay with being dynamic. Worst case would be if you're looking for or need higher levels of control or specificity, I think. Dwayne Brown replies to question six saying, always try to check and think of edge cases. We always treat each client as brand new and don't just phone in the work by doing, by going through the processes. Um, Nick Knox replies to question six saying my answer for feeds has been don't do it yourself. I've seen too many people try and mess it up. Amalia Fowler replies must make sure the feed is working properly and properly optimized must not just be like meh good enough. So yes quality is important. Um, and then, yeah, Andrew, um, gives, um, yeah, another answer to question six saying another thing is that you must have a solution for adding keywords, synonyms, and variations. So if you have the category sneakers in the feed, you need a way to also generate the keyword trainer or shoe, etc. This is so vital. Sean Ellie replies to question five saying best case rapidly changing inventory use used inventory going in and out of stock, large catalog, worst case the opposite a few skews that don't really change yeah but even like with the best case pace and rapidly changing inventory got to be on top of things and making sure that the program and like google gets up to date um with that uh, changes in inventory quickly enough SnapTech marketing as well replies to question six saying we think through each feeds as if it's the first thing we've done um clients have different needs and then we have Nava Hopkins replying to question six saying, if your e-commerce be sure to you have the GTIN, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle if you ask the ad platform to figure out your product without one. And she gives a link to that. That is very interesting. I wonder um, where that links to. And my internet is being slow on that one. So we'll come back to that. And as replies to um, question six saying, I think my must do for feed-based ads is have patience. You can be up really quick, but that doesn't mean you are there yet. And um, yeah, it's a um, search by GTIN um, webpage. And um, yeah, it seems like automated system in there. Anyway, so we'll then go on to Jenny Williamson's answer to question six saying must do the setup prep work, not just for e-com, but that's where the bulk of my feed experience is. Make sure your feed is customized to your needs and in working order, plus is set to update as frequently as needed to keep up with real-time updates or information. I'd also say make sure the updating is happening 
overnight, like during the night hours um, in general. I know like with different time zones, it might be difficult, but yeah, try to make sure it's started during the evening hours because you don't want different changes and updates on inventory happening during times where most searches are being done. Sean, um, Ellie replies to question six saying, have to make sure you are properly updated where the feed is pulling from. Have seen instances where ads for cars don't include a make or model because the website was updated incorrectly. Ooh, would you like a used 2015 for $35,000? Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> so interesting. Julie then gives her answer to question five saying, um, sometimes we have to help clients think of their offerings in context of PPC, like what the platform's needs for ads to function their best might be different from the logic that whoever set up their inventory system used. Your PPC feed data should be optimized, definitely. Um, Nava gives her like a second part answer to her um, answer to question six, saying in terms of content, be sure you abide by the ad platform rules of engagement. One, titles need to be descriptive and keyword oriented. Two, clean photos, usually no background. Three, don't mix tax or shipping rules in a single feed. Exactly. Different countries, different feeds, especially if they have different rules. Be sure. And number four, be sure discounts are verifiable. And um, yeah, we then go on to question seven um, from Julie going, asking us, what is the biggest challenge you're facing with feed-based text ads right now? If you're not using them, what is stopping you from running feed-based ads? Um, and Julie, Julia Rice replies to question six saying, I must have clear expectations of what a feed can or can't do. It's not a magic wand and it surely cannot read your or your customer's thoughts. Get the whiteboard butt out before you set up anything. So strategize and have a clear, uh, yeah, strategy plan. And in reply to question seven, Julia also goes tools, setup time and costs. Um, Andrew Locke replies to question seven saying, I will answer what our challenge used to be, used to be time. It's brand new to learn and suddenly actions that would take your 30 minutes will take you hours because you have to learn a new way of doing it. For agencies, the investment makes sense. For in-house, I'm not sure. And as replies to question seven saying, what is stopping feed-based advertising? Clients can't provide a feed. Had this with a client for three years. Actually did catalog scraping via HTTP to build feeds back in the days. Nava replies to question seven saying, feed-based ads are industry dependent. Kind of like how not every industry is going to use local service ads. I'd say the biggest change is how unforgiving the ad platforms have become in mistakes. This is why the upfront work is so important. Um, Jenny Williamson replies to question seven saying cost to learning curve, the time of flexibility to figure it out and implement or tests. Um, yeah, this is, which is why Andrew earlier said, yeah, the time and that used to be the challenge. Um, to reply to Sean Ellie, where he talks about making sure you've properly updated where the feed is pulling it from. Andrew has gone same. I've seen other agencies try to take over our feed-based setups and creating keywords like toy for sports apparel company or sex for a toy company. Ooh, automation sucks if you can't use it properly. Unloyed intent. And Julia Vice replies, build your 
your negatives. Um, literally the footer of all my paid search slides build your negatives. And Andrew goes, but smart bidding can just do it. Just apply to your broad match keywords and watch magic happen. And that's definitely sarcasm because he puts a whole bunch of um, like like laughing emojis and angel and um, emojis next to it. Um, so yeah, don't rely on broad. Please, please don't rely on broad, especially for the fact that BMM has been sunsetted and is now just phrase. So we only have broad phrase exact, even though exact is not exact and phrase is not phrase. Lord, what a confusing time we live in for paid search anyway. Anyway, so then Julie then goes on to que answer question seven herself saying, I don't have a ton of e-com clients, but I will say generally for deciding on adding a new tool to the mix, consider its cost once you are past the learning phase. If it will save you time and money, then seriously think about going for it. And then we have the last question of the day, which is pretty much like a question thrown out to anyone who has questions. Julie asking, do you have any questions um, about feed-based PBC advertising for Andrew? Um... Not really. I think, yeah, Julie comes up with her own saying, what are the top three things you can do to get a feed ready to fuel ads? Um, Julia Vice also goes, um, ooh, skews, if you have them, key messages and appropriate KPIs ready and understanding of what's needed. If you have 10 bespoke products and a content strategy, you might not need the same intervention as a local car dealership. Look at what you have and what you need. And I think that's her actually replying Julie's answers about top three things you can do. Um, Andrew also replies to that saying, add links to where you want to send it to traffic, add the keywords you want to use, start playing with automating the setup in a tool like channable.com. I, I, I like the sound of channable.com and I'll definitely be checking them out. Anything that can make automation with feeds and text ads better um, is definitely something I'm pro. Um, and yeah, we come to the end of that chat today and I hope you found some very useful takeaways, definitely some actionable tips given by Andrew, especially, but also by the likes of, of the maybe amazing Nava, Amalia, Jenny Williamson, um, Sean Ellie, um, Julie herself, Julie Vicini herself, Julia Vice. Um, and I hope you were taking, in, taking notes or, you rewind back to listen to some of those tips um, that we're giving. Um, hope you found the talk useful, taking some great takeaways. Um, but if you want to chat more about this or have any more questions, please join our Twitter Spaces chat. Again, that's happening on Thursdays, uh, 5 p.m. GMT, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, yeah, yeah, please join on, on, on there as well. And this is one where Julie doesn't want to feel like she's just the one leading or spearheading it. She wants it to be a very collaborative talk. So please when you go up there request to talk request to speak she's excited to have people um chatting with her on that platform um for any feedback um that that you have um for the podcast or even some corrections on anything that has been shared please get in touch with me on twitter especially on my handle at the marketing anu or get to me on my linkedin group we have the, um, the pvc chat roundup podcast group so please join us there just ask for a request everyone is welcome and finally for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week <laughs> <laughs>